When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Rich Tech Podcast, episode 43. Woo! <laughs> I was out last week, but I'm back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I, we had Thanksgiving and it, it low-key turned into a super spreader event. So <laughs> I was out for the count for a few days, but I uh, appreciate you and Rashawn holding it down. Uh, this week, Rashawn is out. Yep. Uh, he's on vacation uh, with his lovely lady. And we'll be back, I think, next week. Yeah, I think he's only gone for a week. Gone for a week. We'll, so see, him. we'll see him back. Um, you know, before we get into this, uh, I guess allow me to introduce myself. My name is Perry. No, I'm Ben. And we are two thirds of the Risk Check podcast. Um, what are you wearing today? I'm actually wearing Oris. Okay. I'm still wearing Danny's New York Harbor. Nice. Um, Ain't easy being green. It's not easy being green. So. <laughs> I grabbed this watch, okay, almost as like as like the second choice. Got my you. first choice, I slapped it on my wrist, and my clasp was broken. Mm. I will not say what watch it was, but oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I was a little sad about it. I think it was been the first time I wore it on the show, actually. So maybe it'll show up in another episode. But the New York Harbor is still going strong. Okay, rubber strap, super cozy as always. Love that matches my pants. Respect. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Um, I'm wearing a new watch today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what it is. <laughs> so I'm wearing uh Rolex Day Date. Uh white gold. Wow. <laughs> getting money, getting money. Uh this is a reference 18239. Um I had to sell some things. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I sold some things and uh shout out to to our friends at Get Bezel mm-hmm. uh for helping me source this. Uh, Get Bezels, an, an online uh, retail platform for timepieces, yep. um, and they can help source product. They actually house product, but what's unique about them is that they uh, they authenticate everything yeah, that passes that's the best through them before them. they get to the end user. And um, we're actually doing a promotion with them yep. this month for the holidays. So um, go to getbezel.com, download or the, the app. app. And uh, if you use the discount code RiskCheckPod, get two hundred and fifty bucks off your first purchase. That's at least some tax if you get a watch. Tax or a strap. <laughs> tax or a strap, you pick. Yeah. So uh, no, I'm really happy with this. This is this is kind of a grail piece. Um, I'm not gonna let everyone know what I sold, but I had to. I had <laughs> well, to now they're gonna have to figure it out <laughs> they have every to figure episode. It out. So was, maybe that'll be once you stop wearing. Figure out what Perry got rid of. And uh, to get this piece here, but I am I'm, I'm really happy. I went uh, 36 millimeter. I think that's the appropriate size. Mm-hmm. A day date. If you're gonna go yeah, day date, it should be 36. Um, and yeah, so people, look at that I'm smile sure on your face. Is, you can't yeah. stop smiling. <laughs> it feels nice. That's good. <laughs> it feels nice. Uh, shout out to getbezel.com. You and Rashawn with the gold Rolexes. Got to play catch up. Hey, listen, this goes under the radar though. Looks like steel. Facts. Yeah, looks like steel. This is silent killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's nice about this too is that it's uh, the dial has like kind of patina. 
Yeah, it looks like an eggshell white kind yeah, of color. Yeah, it's like almost, it's it's kind of a strange color. It's it almost looks champagne. Almost champagne color. Mm-hmm. It's a little more brown, but uh, no, it's nice. And um, I don't know, it just feels good. I like the way white gold feels. Can't blame you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving along. Uh, we had some, uh, we had some auctions this week. We did, Phillips. We did. We had Phillips and Sotheby's. Um, some pretty, some pretty cool results. So let's start with, uh, let's actually start with Sotheby's. There were some interesting pieces. Um, there was one I wanted to touch on really quickly. The Audemars Piguet, um, Grand Scenario, limited edition platinum minute repeater. Um, you know, what I thought was interesting about this, typically what we've seen in, in some of the last few auctions, it's it's all Royal Oaks offshores. Yep. Um, but here comes something a little more obscure, something a little more Patekish. Yeah. Put it, pop it up on the screen. Let's see it. Oh, uh, let's see. It's platinum? It is. It is. It's platinum. And uh, so it was estimated to have sold for... Max eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, and fetched uh, almost we, we two hundred forty k. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's nice. It's beautiful, and not what you expect when you see an AP in an auction, like you said. Definitely not what you expect uh, for AP at auction. Um, really understated, beautiful case. You know, you got a, a sub seconds dial at, mm-hmm. at the six o'clock, um, going back and forth between Roman and and and. Uh, Kind of just stick indices. Oh wait, yeah. The, was that the date is in Roman? Is that the or date? is that the month? I think that's the month. The month? Yeah, maybe. No. What's at nine o'clock? That's just the. That's the oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was another window. No, 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 no. Oh, there's no date on it. But that's a cool piece. Uh, not something you would typically see at Sotheby's. No auction. Um, there was a couple of other pieces too. That Viani halter next to the AP though. Fire, yeah. So this, bang, uh, this the was a piece. Yeah, this was a piece that made their uh, that was in the catalog and kind of we saw a lot of images of this on on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing fetched a two seventy seven k. That's probably be expected. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean on the high end they were expecting three hundred. Yeah, I mean people love Vianni, but to be fair, this is a very niche looking watch. I don't really know a whole lot about this piece. What do you know about this brand? About Vianney? Yeah. I mean, Vianney Halter is one of the best movement manufacturers there is. Guy touched almost every single movement. has been in every single watch. The aesthetic on this piece is crazy. That's definitely one of his wilder pieces. Also one of his first. That's, yeah, I think it's that's like the, got, that's the cult following to it. Like uh, those old like bronze scuba suits. Yeah, you took the words out of them. Yeah. Like a dive bell almost. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, a, uh, you got, your, you got different dials. You can't even call them subdials because they're just separate. They're dials. just separate dials. Uh, one is days of the week. One is obviously your your hours and minutes. Your hours and minutes, and then the other one looks like uh, looks like month. Zoom in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a perpetual, so yeah, it's a month and a week yeah. here. And I guess this is the date. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, that would bang if it was a pocket watch. It would. <laughs> um. They also had the 3970 uh, EP10. Yeah. We've seen a couple of those. We've seen a couple of those. We actually saw one in person at Sotheby's before that. Yeah, the steel one. This one went up for about 190 
Um, I thought this was also interesting. Uh, the Patek Tiffany stamped uh, pocket watch. Estimate to go between 25. six and nine, went for 25,000. The 5016 next to it is good too. Went yeah, for this thing was crazy. 000. This thing was crazy, 693. There was another one um, that I wanted to touch on. So there was a so there was a couple of Paul Newman pieces too, right? Um, so Stan Barrett had some pieces in this uh, in this auction. Stan Barrett mm-hmm. was a personal friend of Paul Newman. Stan Barrett broke the land barrier, the land speed the land, record. The land speed record. Um, and Paul Newman was his friend. Actually, I think helped uh, get sponsorship. Rolex? This. Yeah, when it happened. Not by Rolex. It was sponsorship from, it was a beverage company. I want to say it was Budweiser, perhaps. <laughs> Probably. So what's interesting is I know, so he had three watches here. Two were gifted to him uh, by Paul Newman. One was gifted to him by the CEO of Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> okay. Two GMTs, one Daytona. Uh, he had a gold, uh, yellow gold GMT uh, root beer, mm-hmm. which was fire. Uh, is that a, a tiger's dial, like a nipple dial? It is a nipple dial. Yeah, it's not a tiger's eye. On a Jubilee, too. On Jubilee. This thing is fire. Yeah, I'll take it. So this one was gifted to him by the CEO of Anheuser. You see the clasp? What is different about that clasp? So you could, if you could it's call a it. day-day clasp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. That bangs. <laughs> it's pretty tight. <laughs> On a Jew bracelet, this thing is fire. And I think it's inscribed in the back. Yeah. It says Stan Barrett, driver, Budweiser rocket car. That's fire. 739,000 miles per hour, December 17th, 1979. 739.66 miles per hour, yeah. That's crazy. 1979? 1979. What's today's date? Oh, it's the 12th. Almost the anniversary of that. Almost. Then there was a Pepsi GMT. This was gifted to him by Paul Newman. This thing is mint. Yeah, because you had a Daytona and a yellow gold also GMT. Also inscribed. So this that. one was interesting because I that think... That photo was fire. The photo is crazy. A uh, picture of Stan Barrett wearing this and the, uh, and the, the Daytona. Daytona that he was gifted. Um, this one, I believe... It, this one was a gift from Paul Newman, but I think this one was purchased uh, for him. And again, has his name inscribed in the back. This was for the same thing. Uh, for December 17th, 1979. Mm. So this was Paul acknowledging. Yeah, and this uh, inscription says Mach 1. Yep, crazy. And then there was the final piece, which was a Daytona. Mm -hmm. Now, this one was was gifted to him right off of Paul Newman's wrist. This guy just loves giving away Daytonas. Yeah. (laughs) Full kit, too. I know. Everything. Box, papers, rag. Got a little photo. Yeah, two bracelets with it. Crazy. I mean, these guys are rock stars. How much did that one um, go this, this, this thing did all right. The, uh, the Daytona fetched about $378,000. Uh, $81,000 for the Pepsi. What was the estimate, the high estimate? Five? Uh, for the Daytona, half mm-hmm. a million. Half a million. Shout out to Rich. The Lemon. Uh, you got the, the Lemon Paul Newman Daytona. That's the real banger. This is the banger. Coming in at 819000 I've seen two of those in my whole life. I've never seen one in person. They're hot. This thing's crazy. 
This thing is crazy. There were some other bangers. Let's see. They had they had a crash. Yellow gold crash. Here we go. Lot 56. I think this is a it's from like one of the Paris salons. Is that a modern one? They say we're on 91. Yeah. This thing is crazy. Uh, $226,000. Way over the high estimate. Way over. Estimate was I think max that's a, 180. That should be expected enough for the crash though. So there was one that, that went much less on at uh, at Phillips though. No, I think the Phillips one went for more. Did it? Yeah, I think that one went for 400. No, we yeah. had to check that out. You have it pulled up? I can pull it up. But yeah, I'm shout pretty out sure to, the Phillips uh, one Shout out to Sotheby's. Um, wait, there was one more. This one was crazy, actually. So there was a uh, 8171 Rolex. Let me see if we can find this real quick. Blanc Pond for $40,000. Crazy. How much did that Wings of Hope go for? Wings gold of Hope? 2.2K? Shout out to VJ. That's a steel one. The gold one went for 10. Yeah. Uh, there was another... There's another piece here that went crazy. Tigers at 151. Tiger for 150. Double sealed APs. Crazy. Crazy. Lots of paddock action. Which number was this? It was a Rolex 8171 Paddle 1. 1952. Let me see. Is that the the calendar? Mm Mm-hmm. I must have passed it. Let me see. Well, we'll pull it up. But either way, this the estimate was for two hundred k. Went for five. Far exceeded that. Went for five hundred thousand uh, dollars. So big shout out to our people at Sotheby's. Successful auction. Um, let's go on to let's go on to Phillips. As you can see with Phillips, we're we're starting with F-Zorn. right off the bat, Azorn. <laughs> Elegante, a titanium sold for Jean Elegante. It retails for fifteen. Let's not forget that. That's crazy. Sold for forty-two flat. Forty-two thousand. And that's before premiums and buyer fees. Yep, forty-two thousand. Um, Another crazy one. If you go back to the the Phillips, there's a Patek fifty-one sixty-four sold for forty-eight thousand dollars. Crazy. Retails only forty. Very strange. Yeah. It is an old one though. It's in 2013. So, we'll, so oh we'll yeah, you're it. right. So here's the uh, this one went for 360. Yeah, the, the Cartier. One. Yeah, uh, it was probably the older. Crash. I think that one's from the 70s. Yeah. Another um, Jorn for 210. Jorn for 210. The Kari Vuelainen for 150. Calatrava 190. Shout out to Eric. Eric would love hearing that. He loves Kari. How much did that Mad One go for? Nine five hundred retail is three respectable, respectable. You know who had a piece in this auction? Hmm. Mr. Wonderful. Oh yeah, he has Daytona. His Daytona was like sixty this. grand. <laughs> it sold for sixty grand. Yeah, on the his Daytona track. was in this. Let's see if we could pull that up. Got a love charity. Shout out to Mr. Wonderful. Come on the show, please, Kevin O'Leary. There yeah, sixty-five thousand dollars. Crazy. 
I don't have much. On the red strap. <laughs> I don't have much more to say about that. <laughs> so steel Daytona for a lot of guys man. are gonna go strap on, but they're Daytona. They're Daytona after this. Um, another one that was crazy, uh, which we just passed. Let me see if I pull it up. There was a Jorn that went for a million dollars. Did we pass it already? Here it is. Oh well, yeah. Circa nineteen ninety nine, rare platinum. Yeah, just Torbjorn. This thing is fire. Estimate was max 600K. Went for a million. A million. Shout out to Phillips. Uh, what else do we have? Very rare. Protect pocket watch. 180,000. Is that a perpetual? Yeah. Perpetual calendar. Estimate was 50,000. Why are a these estimates 80? so way off? They're always like that, though. It's crazy. It's for charity. You have to be a little. Respect. What's that star wheel? So this was this one was crazy to me, which um, I feel like prior to the new star wheel coming mm-hmm. out, this probably would have went under the radar. It's a twenty k watch all day. Yeah, before this the thing went before the new one got announced, and it's hot. Yeah, it's hot. I love. Is it piece. platinum? Uh, this is platinum. This is platinum. That's one of the rare ones. So there's actually pretty crazy star wheels out there where they have you see that the bottom half of it yeah how it's like that guilloche pattern yeah they have some that are fully engraved and those go really crazy that's wild this thing is fire i can't wait to see the star wheel royal oak that comes out next year yeah (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which royal oaks they had uh they had one of the first um blue ceramics yeah they did we saw that when we saw the preview 350? Yep, 350. What's the retail on that? Do you remember? Estimate on request. That's strange. Yeah, I know. That was wild. Specially engraved rotor featuring the Eiffel Tower. Hmm. A little odd. Yeah, whoever got that watch clearly does not give a fuck about their future allegations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was really actually surprised to see this, this, this so soon. This watch literally I'm not just surprised came to out. see it so soon. Considering that we know people that are posting on Instagram, they have them for sale, right? It's insane. So I wouldn't expect it. I'm not surprised it's at auction already. Mm. I'm surprised that it's a special rotor. Yeah. Um, Grand Seiko had the lot. Too. Yeah, the three, um, the three green dots they came out with earlier this year. That was crazy. Twenty eight grand. Twenty eight grand for the lot. It's not a bad deal. No, well, I mean, if you bought them all three individually, it'd be like fifteen. Yeah. They only made 140 of them, though, and they sold out in the snap. It's crazy. Grand so Seiko had sense. a big presence at this Phillips auction, actually. Where's that so code, though? The Turquoise Whirlpool was here. 17. 17,000. That's double retail. Yeah. That's good. Um, some vintage Grand Seiko pieces. We have 10, 11, 19, mm-hmm. and 24. Grand and those Seiko are all steel. Numbers. And then you got the Kodo. 380. 380. Respect. And this was like a super limited edition piece unique version. Yeah, that's one that they made just for the auction. Yeah. 380. The standard Kodo retails for 310, if I'm not mistaken. Uh Snoopy snuck in there. 27,000. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> All for a good cause. We got another Elegante, 49,000. Woo, title light too. Crazy. That's the one I'm going after. Go up. What's next to it? There's another joint. A CS blue and a yeah. red strap for 60. sixty. That's crazy. Some heaters. It's a little weak though. We were they were selling for like eighty to a hundred. Eric Eric Wynn sold one for eighty. That's wild. On his website. Um, 
that or work is the real so star that's of the what show. I wanted to get to next. That's the star of the show. So the or work was 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 wild. So this is like a it's a piece unique, but it's like a repro mm-hmm. of an older model that they did. Yep. But they did it with this artist. Um, his name is uh, Jacoby Coopy, uh, Cooper Jacoby. And what's crazy about this piece is that like the dial, so it's kind of like a jump hour. Yep. Right. But it also like, it turns on on a on a minute track. But as it turns, it uh, it feels like your body temperature in addition yeah. to the temperature around it, and it changes color. Yeah. Dime piece said it best. It's a mood watch. It is a mood watch. That's wild. Starts off blue, can end up green, purple, mood whatever watch. whatever mood you're in. So this was estimated to 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 fetch at max eighty thousand dollars. Yep. This thing sold for three twenty before the buyer's premium. Worth it. Wild. Worth it. I mean, if you know, you know. This is so, where's a theme? There's like a pattern here too. You see a lot of the bigger brands are yeah. kind of like either consistent or right around where it's supposed to be, you know, estimate at. Mm. You see all the crazy indies. Yeah. Obviously this being an example, Jorn being the other. Yeah. Well over their estimates. What do you think that's about? I think people are just tired of seeing the same shit. They're tired of seeing the same thing at auction. Yeah. That's so interesting. When you can get really cool, unique things like this. And obviously, yeah. we know what's happened in the watch community the last three years or so. People are just more hip to that there's more out there than just the big brands. It kind of makes me more hopeful for what's what we're going to see for next year, too. Yeah. Just with all this energy and ending the year like this. So in addition to that, this was part of an initiative uh, to support the Swiss Institute. Uh, and so they had, this was part of that collection, but it had a number of watches uh, theme time for art. Mm-hmm. This is uh, one of them, right? This is one of them. And so you know, this was uh, all of these pieces sold went to benefit the Swiss Institute. So that was crazy. Um, and then I think Phillips also just celebrated. They, they literally sold every watch this year at auction. Yeah. Patek 5180. Crazy. Some the pocket watch is crazy. That Arnold and Son. <laughs> yeah, th- th- that was a time for art watch too. Yeah. And the tro- actually, all of those right there are all time these, for art. Yeah, yeah, That Anderson de Genève, that photo does it no justice. Mm. In person, that dial is crazy. Yeah, it's and nice. the Chopard. Those photos do no justice. Even the rotor on the back. Mm-hmm. I like that they have like that purple going around it too. 45,000. Again, overestimate. That thing is crazy. Another Jorn. The line sport. Yep. For 50. It's a heater. Shout out to the Indies getting love at Phillips. This is the watch that I wore during our uh I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. Just didn't that's, have the yellow house. That was crazy. Uh major props to uh to Phillips. This was an incredible auction. We had some friends that were there. Uh we got to go that evening uh for the preview. And check out some of the timepieces. Uh, shout out to Paul Lerner um, and Isabella mm-hmm. over at Phillips. Uh, much appreciated. We had a ball. Always a lot of fun. Uh, but kudos to you guys. This was awesome. Uh, great way to end the year. Um, something else I wanted to talk about with you uh, tonight. So there's been some other news mm-hmm. in the watch world. It's shaking people up a bit and everyone's trying to get a sense of what, what this means. 
Um, does it involve the word Rolex? It does, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so Rolex is launching their certified pre-owned program. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting. So I think um, obviously we we have we have some inside information <laughs> on what it really means. But I, I remember when when the news finally broke, and we heard about it maybe just a couple of days before. Mm-hmm. But we also sort of knew this was coming. There were there were rumors about this for a while that yeah. they were about to venture into. I had the friends come to me saying like, their Rolex has to do it eventually. Yeah, because a lot of brands take control of their own pre-owned to some degree. Especially the smaller brands. So you can go on Uwork's website and they will buy their watch back from you and sell it on their own site. Yeah. So what a lot of people, you know, some of the stuff that I was getting back from people was, you know, how is, is Rolex going to manage getting into the pre-owned business? And from what I gather, that's not really what they're going into. Mm-mm. They're coming across more so as, as like, a. it feels like they're like regulating it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a mafioso move. <laughs> it's Rolex though. They can they can kind of do that, and no one's gonna tell them not to. You can't. Um, what I will say though is, so basically, let's 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 break this down first, right? So, essentially, they're rolling this out in uh, in the EU first. Mm-hmm. I think with Booker. Yeah. And the way it works is, an authorized dealer uh, will purchase a watch from someone who wants to to offload a watch. Yeah. And then uh, they will send it into Rolex for certification. Rolex, then I imagine, um, services the watch. Yeah, they'd have to service it, give it the seal of approval, and then mm-hmm. they send it back to whatever AD or wherever they sell it to. And so in the servicing, they're probably they're checking to see if like all the parts are you know authentic. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm guessing. I don't really know if they're checking to see if everything is period correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine so. Um, and then basically telling the AD whether or not that this watch, this watch meets the Rolex. You, you know what I didn't think about until you just said the word period, correct? Mm. I wonder if, let's say you send them the watch. It's a real watch. So they service it, they intake it, whatever. And then to get it to spec, mm. they change original parts. So this is something, I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that I've heard a lot of vintage collectors yeah, they don't, uh, we don't like express that. concern about <laughs> is uh, there are some people right now that are communicating that they are concerned that Rolex will bring their watches up to factory yeah. uh, standard. Which, which means removing original parts. You're moving original parts. You might be changing... Crystals, um, bezel inserts, all, anything, all, all of, all of dials, um, and I think that that's an honest concern, right? Because you know, Rolex. But that changes the value of of the watch, and so dramatically, that's the, it does. It does. So there's this this weird uh, space in all of this where it's like you could debate, like Rolex is not incentivized to. They're not valuing their watches on it being. Um, having all the original parts mm-hmm. or dials, however faulty they might consider it, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if someone has like what we call like a tropical dial, that's you know, a, that that's might a be well defect. sought after yeah. in the in the community. But, but to Rolex, Rolex, it's a defect. It's a defect. Those They're magenta like, GMTs, that's a factory defect. Yeah. You send that to Rolex, you ain't getting they that vessel back. It you ain't getting that insert And back. so I'm curious what this means for, for vintage collectors. Because we know also now that like Rolex won't service things that are... 50 years old, yeah. 50 years old, right? 
they're not even going to look at it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, um, on one hand, it's like they're taking control of their product in the secondary market, which I love. I think this is a great move for consumers that want to get into Rolex and have had a hard time yep. finding Rolexes, right? This should, to some degree, mitigate this should make it easier prices. for a consumer. It should. And mitigate, but also make most people feel comfortable. Yeah, now you have a level of assurance, right? Mm -hmm. You know that the product is real, certified by them. You get an additional two-year warranty yep. on the watch, which is incredible, right? Um, and so, you know, for a, a small premium, you can have the watch that you want and, you know, be rest assured that everything is- Is how it should be. Is how it should be, and it's, and it's up to snuff. Now, I'm curious what this means for the vintage market, because we know a lot of guys who collect like vintage Rolex yeah. and they're not into modern pieces. Um, it almost seems like this could cause kind of like a, a swap mm -hmm. where the secondary market now focuses all their energy on on vintage yeah, Rolex. Things that aren't certified yeah. pre-owned. <laughs> well, because Rolex would, in, in theory, possibly be refusing to certify. Right. And this also fuels a, a whole different market too, because you go to 47th Street, all those guys have green hang tags. Facts. Who's to say they're not gonna have white hang tags? I think that's coming too. <laughs> so that's, it can give the consumer security mm -hmm. depending on where they're buying it from. Yeah. But it's just gonna start a whole nother like rigmarole of yeah, things with I, the secondary I, I, market. Yeah, I can see that happen. And I think, you know, uh, I think kudos to Rolex for, for, for getting into this. Um, it's it's a great move, I think, for them. It's a great move for consumers. It's going to work out for 80s in the long run. But I think the lesson still learned is don't get your, your watches on the secondary market. Just don't. go and deal deal with authorized dealers. Yep. And maybe now it's easier. Or with the dealer you actually know and trust. Absolutely. We know there's plenty of people out there. Like, obviously, Get Bezel's been doing it. They authenticate the watches themselves. Absolutely. We can rock with anybody there. Mm -hmm. Eric Wind. Shout out to Eric. Found well. Yep. These are all guys that we they love build and trust and respect. Yeah. And they're legit when it comes to this kind of yep. stuff. They're not authorized either, so they will never be able to probably have access to those tags mm -hmm. unless they buy one off someone. But those are people who are, are respected and they have a reputation. Because they're Do not go the to 47th Street. No, don't go to 47th <laughs> Street. But I think that this move is actually going to be incredible for those guys too, right? Yeah, like when I think about those guys who are already dealing in vintage and kind of serve as... Um, you know, maybe unofficial experts. Mm -hmm. um, I think this might be huge for their business. Not that they'll be selling pre-owned, but they'll be selling all of the stuff that potentially Rolex might not yeah. want to look at. And maybe, I mean, maybe even more of a premium on that stuff. I think so. It might be even more in demand. Though. I think so. I think, I think like, this I could... Can, we could have a whole episode on how much I hate the Submariner, but <laughs> I would love a 1680 all day. Facts. Most 1680s have ghost bezels and yeah, shitty dials, nice. but I want one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to get one certified. There's something one. about, I mean, we talked about this before, like when I got the opportunity to, to, to wear uh, John John's uh, Daytona, but there's something about like a vintage oyster case, mm -hmm. those cases, yeah. those proportions. That's just like, I don't know. I find vintage Rolex is like incredibly romantic. There's just something about them. They tick every box. Yeah, and it's because back then the Rolex isn't what it is now. Rolex back then was like a tool watch. You know, yeah. if someone had a Rolex back then, all of relatively expensive for the time. They saved some money to get that. They did. 
And it, it, that's why I was such like a status and was like, I worked my ass off for this. I'm going to work every single day Facts. because it's going to serve its job. And it's the only watch I'm probably ever going to have. Facts. So it, you get that little special feeling in the vintage Rolex too. You do. Now we talk, I mean, we're lucky, we're fortunate, we're able to have them for ourselves, yeah. but we toss them around because the Rolex is what it's for. That's what it's for. But not a lot of guys, you know, for a lot of guys, right. it's my precious. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, you know, but ultimately it's, it's a good move for consumers. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends who are, are really excited about it and just being someone who appreciates and, and, and loves, uh, vintage Rolexes. Mm -hmm. I feel like this could be a, a pathway for those pieces to kind of get the respect that they deserve. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some pieces that maybe weren't as sought after before kind of skyrocket mm -hmm. now. Old Air Kings? I'm saying. Oyster Perpetuals? Yeah. All that They're stuff gonna is bang. gonna bang now because yep. they won't even take a look at it. So it's like just to have something from their catalog that's that old with, you know, original parts, pieces that, you know, still factory, like when it left mm -hmm. Rolex back then, I think is gonna, is gonna mean a whole lot more, so. Imagine you sending the Domino's Air King and they swap the dial on you. Ooh. <laughs> I hate you to better see give it. me that back. <laughs> better they give me that dog. Papa John. <laughs> <laughs> Your Papa John Rolex. Um, speaking of uh, you know of this, there is a uh, there is a, a piece I did want to talk about. You know, we touched on a little bit during the auction, but there was a, a new watch release uh, from AP uh, about a week ago. Mm -hmm. The Star Wheel. Star Wheel Code 11. Code 11. A lot more people going to start buying Code 11. I'm saying though, I thought it was a smart move. I think so too. I think it was brilliant. I think so too. And I think it was crazy too because when AP did that competition for design your own Royal Oak and yeah. a winner will get put into production, there was a Royal Oak Star Wheel on there. There was. And that was my winner. Wow. And they probably didn't pick it because they're already making they it. They already did it. <laughs> Um, you know, but kudos to them because it's funny. I heard someone uh, right before they launched this watch, and I remember we got we got an invite. They had a uh, they had a big event down in Miami, Miami. Um, with uh, Ben Clymer mm -hmm. and John uh, Mayer. John Mayer uh, to launch this watch. We couldn't go. I was I was down with the COVID, and and uh, you guys were holding down the fort. Uh, but I did get to see some photos, and and shout out to Paul for sending us some some exclusive behind the scenes images. Um, but I remember shortly before that, I was talking to someone about AP because we were talking about, uh, I think Jay-Z's birthday was coming up. We were talking mm -hmm. about Jay-Z's impact on AP. And someone said, you mean the Royal Oak Company? <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> it ain't wrong, though. They're not wrong. Not wrong. They're not wrong. Uh, but then to see this piece, it was kind of like a good, like, aha. Like, I thought, like, like really, really smart mm -hmm. on their behalf. I even liked the branding. Like, there was something about it that seemed like it was like kind of Japanese anime, kind of 90s. It was yeah. cool. It, it seemed retro. It was super retro. They had to with a name like Star Wheel. Though. Yeah, no, I know. It kind of reminded me. I just kept thinking of like Jamiroquai for some reason. Okay. Is, is, is that too old of a reference for you? I, I get it. Okay. I don't understand. I don't know the reference. I don't, I don't understand it though. <laughs> it's I'm in that weird little limbo gray area space. I'm showing my age. Um, I want to see him bust out the millinery again. So you sent me an image of that today. They still make them, but they just they don't do anything with it. They kind of just sit there, stay under the radar. It's like, who cares? But a millinery star wheel? They not, I don't even want a millinery star wheel. Okay, okay. I just want some crazy millinaries. You know who had a crazy millinery? 
uh, Proz. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What there's was a, it? There's an old um, Talking Watches episode with him and Ben Clymer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not Ben Clymer, but it was on Hodinky. And I remember seeing this and I was just like, the hell is Proz doing on Hodinky? Well, I think Rashawn's friend JJ got this crazy millinery with like a hammered dial. Yeah. That they did two of them. It was like a burgundy and a blue. I think he got the burgundy one. Proz has like a crazy one with like a, uh, I think it has like a tourbillon in the center. Okay. And apparently he's like, he's actually like a big AP collector. That's what's interesting about that period too. There's a skeletonized millinery that also slaps. I've seen seen that. I've seen that. Um, The interesting thing about about AP, um, and it's just bringing me back to the conversation I was having too, is shout out to Francois for like, kind of embracing hip-hop early on mm-hmm. like the stuff that he did with, with jay not even like definitely with jay um he but gave that man his own watch crazy designed three of them crazy but apparently like had a relationship with Proz from the fujis <laughs> which seemed Fact. like totally random Proz has like crazy aps in his collection mm-hmm. like wild stuff um and then it, I know he had done some stuff, you know, the uh, actually the the Black Panther piece came about by his relationship yeah. with Don Cheadle. Yeah, I knew that. Which is interesting. Uh, but I was reading this story about him and Jay and they actually became friends in like 1997. So they met like shortly after Jay released his blueprint? first album. Sorry? That's a blueprint, right? No, no. This is like after Reasonable Doubt. Oh, okay. I this is 1997. Not have that. Yeah, 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 but this was like before Francois was. Uh, this was before he was CEO. He was like a rep, and apparently he meets Jay, and he has like he sees like a day date on his wrist. And he's he like, was oh. like, take that shit off. He was like, you like watches? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yo, come see me at HQ, and he takes him to their office, and he just shows him like wild APs and shit. And he just started buying, everything. and he just from then they were like locked in. Yeah, and he became like the consummate like AP collector. And really helped like push this brand forward in the U.S. market. Well, they did when he did his collab. They gave you an iPod in the AP box, which was with crazy. all his albums on it. Wild, <laughs> like what? Wild. Shout out to Jay Z. Happy birthday. Um, that that is the guy that we need to get on the show. Cough up a lung where I'm from, Marcy. Son, respect. Facts. <laughs> um, I guess that just about does it for us this episode. Yep. This is a shorter one. We're missing our, our, our cohort. Um, but you know where to find us. Uh, we're on Spotify, Rich Check Podcast. With video. With video and audio. YouTube, you can find us at Rich Check Podcast. Mm-hmm. Instagram at Rich Check Podcast. TikTok for all the children. Um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. Website coming soon. The website's actually launched. Really? It has. It's up. What? It's been up for like two weeks. All right. <laughs> so you can go to wristcheckpodcast.com. <laughs> it's up. Uh, also, we have the Patreon. More content coming soon. Facts. The, but the, 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 the page is actually up. You can go there and you can sign up for our newsletter, uh, which goes out weekly, uh, lets you know about new episodes mm-hmm. and special events that are happening. And we're planning some stuff for the new year. So, so stay tuned. Yeah, we've been busy. Yeah. Super busy. Uh, but see you next week. Peace. Deuces.